Welcome to Taiwan Talk on ICRT. I'm Ryan Drillsma. Have you ever seen a drag queen show in Taipei? Drag is an art form that has exploded in Taiwan recently, and now there are drag queens and drag kings doing shows across the city almost every weekend. I'm speaking today with someone who's been doing it for a number of years, and he talks about the changes he's witnessed as the art form develops. Okay. <laughs> so uh, I'm here today with longtime friend and drag queen Elia Heights. Ooh, hi everyone. So let's get down to uh, the most basic question first. What is drag, and what does a drag queen do? Drag is a performance art for people to express themselves however they want. Drag can be pretty much you can do whatever you want to do. So it's kind of like. Whatever you imagine in your mind, you can create that in terms of looks and performance, and that—that's the thing I think that I love about it the most is that it can be whatever you want it to be. To add on to that, it's also an expression of your inner femininity for me, or yeah. sort of like letting that part of myself come out. Yeah. Because in day-to-day life, like as a man, it's like, well, you can't do that, or you shouldn't do that, or if you do that, people are gonna look at you, or like think you're weird, or like whatever. But then when you're in drag, it's just kind of like you do it all, and you do it so extra and over the top, and then people appreciate it. It's like, oh, I really like that, you know? Yeah. You've been doing drag for how many years? About seven years. About seven years. What made you want to start in the first place? Um. I started watching RuPaul's Drag Race, and then I was like, "Oh, this is cool." And I, I mean, I always knew what drag was, but growing up, you know, my first drag show that I ever went to, I was actually eight years old. My mom really? Me, yeah, my mom took me to a bar called Lips in New York City. Your mom took you? Yeah, because <laughs> she's eight a, years old. Yeah, because she had like a really good friend who was gay, and we were visiting him in New York, and so we went to this. Bar, and that was the first time that I actually saw drag queens perform, and whatever. And there was also a stripper that came out, and they were like, "Um, your son needs to leave." <laughs> so I went. <laughs> so I went on. I'll never forget. I went on a walk with my my mom's friend's friend, and like we chatted, and like went back to the bar after this, so that I missed the stripper part. Anyway, long story short, I always knew what drag was, but you know, like. I never thought of actually doing it myself, I guess. But then when I saw it on RuPaul's Drag Race, and then I came to Taipei, and there were these other queens that were like at the time, like back in twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen, there mm. were like four foreigner queens doing drag, and that's it. Yeah, you know, and so and I would see them perform at work party and other places, and I just thought, you know, I think I can do it better than that. <laughs> So uh, to be completely honest, that was the impetus to start. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. So what what do you do generally do during a performance? Um, well, I like doing different kinds of things. Like I don't want to just be pinned as a comedy queen. So although I really love doing comedy and I like making people laugh, I don't want to just do that. So I like doing comedy. I also like doing a performance that's really dramatic. I have sung live before, yeah, and I've also done some like pre-recorded stuff. Yeah, that's been pretty fun. So, what's the process like transforming into your alter ego? Uh, the process. Can you walk people through the steps? Sure, walk people through the steps. Yep. Well, first uh, is shaving, gluing down your eyebrows, which you know most people don't know what that's about. It's pretty. Uh, it's pretty strange. You have to use a glue stick and uh, <laughs> make your eyebrows flat with the glue <laughs> stick, and then there's a process of using cosmetics to 
um, cover your eyebrows and um, and then basically doing the makeup, the makeup, the eye makeup and everything and contouring your face and all that can take anywhere from like two to three hours, depending on what you're, depending on what makeup you're doing. Um, who or what would you say are your biggest inspirations for doing drag? I mean, everybody knows I'm an obsessed Cher fan and I'm a big fan of Eric Badu as well. Yeah. And these two are sort of my biggest idols in terms of looks and in terms of just sort of that unbelievably huge presence that I think you have to have as a drag queen too. It's just like that sort of stage presence and all that. Yeah. And so, I don't know, it's always been sort of a part of me or in me. It's just like, it's really hard to describe, but it's like a part of yourself that when you get into drag, you sort of, that you bring that presence and you bring that sort of energy. Mm sort of just comes right and it's so natural that's the other thing yeah for drag queens it's just like this is as gay men like letting this part of ourselves come out and being that is just so natural to us and that's why i think that so many people find drag queens so fascinating mm. and so charismatic is because it is so genuine actually and so real okay yeah so you've been doing drag for quite a long time actually and I mean, relatively speaking to other people in Taipei, I guess, but yeah. How do you feel the drag scene in Taiwan has changed over the years that you've been doing it? Yeah, it has changed a lot. I mean, a lot. And especially in the past couple of years, it's become like, I, the word I would use is competitive. There's not that many slots to perform. And it's mm. like, if you want to get a slot, you've got to be, you know, good. You so know, people are competing for performance I slots. I feel like people are competing for performance slots. People are competing for attention. What do you think has caused this newfound recent interest in drag? Why is everyone doing it now? That is actually a really interesting question because I don't know the answer. I think... Perhaps it's just as the years go by, drag is like having, I feel like drag is just having a moment right now in Taiwan where it's just kind of like, it's new to people. Like, mm. whereas if you're a Westerner, like you grew up with it. You just, yeah. It's always been in sort of in the culture. I mean, a lot of people used to just make fun of drag queens and whatever and not really take drag queens seriously. And yeah. now it's sort of different, right? But right. in any case, in Taiwan, it's just like, it's just new and exciting and different and what is this and wow and right. so I feel like it's just having a moment maybe in a few years people are going to get sick of it and I think to a degree it's kind of interesting to watch the audience and Delita change and people are just kind of a little bit bored or like you need to do something different yeah or you know, you can't just get up on stage lips lip sync and shake your booty anymore like it's got to be a little bit more yeah. than that like, at this point, it's like, you've got to be a little bit more creative, a little bit more thoughtful, a, bit, yeah. a little bit more prepared than you did, I think, in 2015. So has that, has that changed the way that you perform? I would say it has, yeah. Especially this year, I've had the thought, like, if I'm going to perform, like, I really want it to be excellent, and I'd rather do fewer performances that are really great than a lot of performances that are mediocre. Right. Do you think drag will still have a future in Taiwan? You kind of said you feel like it's having a moment right now. Do you think it's gonna peak and then people will start to lose interest eventually? I think it's really hard to sort of predict that. Yeah. But what's really interesting to me is to see if, if drag can become more of a sort of mainstream thing, and this goes for Taiwan and the United States and you know mm. and elsewhere around the world right 
RuPaul's always said, drag will never be mainstream because it is at its core this non-mainstream thing, this alternative, anti-mainstream thing. But what's interesting is like, well, okay, but that's not really what's happening. Like we have, you know, queens in Taipei who are doing like advertisements for, you know, lipsticks or like whatever, you know? So I do think it's sort of a new age of drag and we don't really know where it's going to Mm. go. But yet at the same time, like what we do will never really truly be mainstream. There are always going to be so many people that are, that are, that don't get it or are against it or whatever. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, thank you for joining me today, Elia Heights. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Taiwan Talk. I'll see you next time.